you're listening to Meet the Thriller Author, the podcast where I interview writers of mysteries, thrillers, and suspense books. I am your host, Alan Peterson, and this is episode number 58. In this episode of the podcast, I'll be interviewing John C. Dalglish, who was uh, born in Toronto, Canada, and moved to the United States when he was a teenager, and now lives in southwest Missouri with his family. He's the author of, of three different series that he refers to as clean suspense novels, which have sold over 150,000 copies. Talk to John about the clean suspense uh, genre, his writing process, and a lot more. Get to that interview here in just a moment. Uh, before I get to the interview, though, I'd like to uh, let you know about a promotion by uh, AC Fuller, who was guest number 40 on the podcast. He is running a Kindle countdown deal on Amazon until November 24th. And so during that time, uh, you can get book one of his series called The Anonymous Source at a discounted price of 99 cents, uh, down from 499. 291 Amazon reviews, four and a half star uh, average. It's a great book, and so it's a great opportunity to pick it up for just 99 cents until November 24th. All right, uh, let's get on with the episode and uh, meet John C. Douglas. Hey, everybody, this is Alan Peterson with Meet the Thriller Author. And uh, for this uh, episode, I have uh, John C. Uh, Douglas on the phone. Uh, John, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I, I appreciate you taking the time for talking to us. Absolutely. I'm glad to be on. Uh, did I pronounce your last name correctly or did I butcher it? No, you're pretty good. Uh, it's, right. Dal, it's Dal Glish. Okay. That was close. <laughs> So for our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about your background and your uh, your books? As my bio says, I, I was born in Canada and uh, moved to Florida as a teenager. And down there, I tried writing my first book, uh, which was a long time ago. It didn't. Uh, it never did come to fruition, even though I still remember the opening scene. And then uh, I uh, moved to Missouri with my family, which is where we are now. And, my son, David, who's an author also, um, got in early on Kindle stuff. And so I had seen what he was doing, and I actually edited some of his early work. And one day my wife said to me, she said, uh, I can't put, you know, three sentences together and make them come out in any logical order. So he must have got it somewhere. So uh, why don't you give it a try? And that's where uh, how Where's My Son came about. Oh, that's interesting. I think I, I think I, I know your your son. Uh, I'm aware of your son. He writes like fantasy stuff. He does. He's you oh, know yeah. Uh, yeah Hobbit and and uh, he has he's both traditionally and self published. Um, so he, it's been he's done really well with it. Yeah, I thought that last day was kind of familiar. Small <laughs> world. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, we've got. Uh, I've got three sons, and so there's five of us in the family, and two of us are writing. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. Runs in the family. <laughs> so, can you describe your uh, uh, books to our listeners? Uh, my first book was "Where's My Son," and and I didn't. I've had people comment how the detective that's in that book doesn't really show up until it's almost a third of the way through the book. What it was is that I was seeing whether I could do it at all. And when I got to the end of the book and and put it out, I decided that I kind of liked the detective that I'd brought into the story. 
And so I thought well, that I would do a series on him and uh, his partner, providing that it's, you know, that people like the first book. So uh, it turned out that they did. And one of the comments that I got was that I uh, there wasn't any swearing or any sex scenes in the books. Um, I had thrown in a couple words for color because I thought it needed uh, a dose of reality, but it turned out that a lot of the people that liked the book in the beginning was because a lot of that stuff was left out. And are you familiar with Christy Barrett? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay, well, she she's another author on Kindle and stuff. I, I don't know what her publishing history is, but mm-hmm. she does a set of mysteries that are referred to as uh, squeaky clean mysteries. And I had seen that around my books, and so I just labeled my books as clean suspense and took the few words that I had in Where's My Son out and just went from there. And as you probably know, finding a niche seems to be the trick to, or one of the tricks to get found on the Kindle and on Amazon. And this so-called clean suspense niche really worked out well for me. Yeah, so, your books have been, yeah, your books have been doing fantastic. <laughs> oftentimes, you, you'll hear there's nobody more astounded than the author himself. Um, <laughs> and that's certainly the case here. We really, we're quite thrilled that people have enjoyed the books. We have three series now, and I think you mentioned the Homicide series is the one that uh, that had caught your eye. Yeah, the, 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 it, city, mur- the city Murder series. The City Murder Series, right. I'm sorry. I call them the homicide books because we made them so that they're very easy to title. Mm -hmm. You just pick a city and put it in front of homicide. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to come up with titles on the series. But it came about because I didn't just want to do another detective series. I had the Jason Strong series was, was doing really well. And I had written a book. You're out near San Francisco, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. I wrote a book called um, Keiko's War, and it was about World War II, San Francisco, um, and how the um, the Japanese were moved to camps mm, out right. of yeah, you know, San Francisco. So I enjoyed it, and it was it was a kind of a romance, and and I put it out there, but. I don't. I didn't have a following in that genre, in the romance, so to speak. So it, it didn't do nearly as well as my other books. And uh, my wife said, "You know, your readers are mystery readers. They're they're crime readers and stuff. You need to do another series in that." And that's how the uh, the city murders came about. Rather than uh, come up with a new crime fighting duo, so to speak. Uh, just new characters in a new city each time, and it's really been enjoyable to do. Yeah, that's what really caught my attention because, like you said, most you know you always hear you have to have you know you write a series, but it's usually the same characters. Whereas you're, it's a series, but the city is the character, and all the everyone else changes, right? <laughs> right. Uh, it's um, it's been you know it it's been interesting for me to, you know, examine the cities, and, and I got my first taste of it in doing Keiko's War with San Francisco. 
mm-hmm. and and learning so much about the city to do it. And I thought, well, that's, you know, that's interesting. And, and so, um, I just started with Boston and I, I'm just finishing today, as a matter of fact, the sixth one, which happened. Don't be there. Yeah. Did I lose no, you? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You cut out a little bit. Talking about a mystery, you said it's in and then I, I didn't hear the, the, where it's at. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I just, uh, I was saying I just finished Seattle. Oh, yeah. um, or I'm finishing it today, is number six in the City Murder series. And so how much uh, preparation do you have to do to learn the cities? Uh, or do you write on cities that you've visited before? Or? Uh, I started with Boston because I had been there, and I've been to Denver. Uh, I grew up, obviously, in Florida, and so I knew Miami. So I did – did do cities that I knew to some extent, but as far as, for instance, Dallas, uh, I've, I've driven around the outside of it twice going by. That's the extent of it. And, um, and so, and say in Chicago, I've never been there other than going through on the airport. But as most readers know, uh, Google can be quite helpful. I try to literally pick places that are both the towns known for but also to find things that are not as well known, but speak to the kind of city that it is. Um, and so it's been really enjoyable. Yes, I think it's really smart too. Like you were saying with the clean suspense, because that's something that uh, you, you hear people saying that oh, I got a bad review because people were upset because of all, because of the language, for example. So it's very interesting that you found that niche of you know for those people who don't want to have to put up the bad language and all that stuff. So it's kind of it's fascinating how you – it sounds like you kind of fell into it, but it's such a smart uh, move from a business side. <laughs> yeah, it's – well, and and I fell into it because in my own uh, in my own life, I, I'm just not by nature. I don't swear a lot, so mm-hmm. – or I, I don't swear at all. So putting them in the books was was something that I did that wasn't what I would normally do, and and I just don't happen to use those words very often. And so I'm not comfortable using them. And as a result, it, it almost came across as phony, I thought, in the books. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was easy for me to do that. And the kind of books, I know you had a, another author on probably a week or so ago who mentioned that he wrote the kind of books that he liked to read. Mm-hmm. And, and so in my case, I, I just don't like a lot of that stuff in the book, so I was writing what I liked as well. Fortunately, uh, it turns out there's a lot of other people that feel the same way. It was just natural for me to write without it, mm-hmm. and and so it was easy to say, okay, well, I'm just not going to do it. And and it just it has worked out well, but it also means that that I'm comfortable writing what I'm you know what I'm putting out there. And uh, so I, it does make for a shorter book. Um, people will complain sometimes my books are too short, which I guess is a good complaint. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you're cutting uh, some of that stuff out uh, that you can put in, it's going to cut down your word count some. But uh, I, it is what it is type thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's your Jason Strong mysteries. Is that also considered a clean uh, suspense, a clean mysteries? 
Yeah, the, I, the 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 Jason Strong and the City Murder series are both uh, listed as clean suspense. Um, I did a, a true Christian series, Christian fantasy, called The Chaser Chronicles, and that, uh, of course, is not listed. I don't think as true clean suspense in a way it is, but it's it's directed at a Christian audience, so. I would hope that it would be, <laughs> but um, but yeah, the Jason series is um, it was the originator and uh, it's been that way. Um, I found that even words like shoot and crap they don't ring true, and I've gotten to the point now where I don't even bother putting them in just as emphasis. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's because it doesn't ring true any more than the, the swearing ring true to me so uh hence the clean suspense but yes it's been it's been a tremendous blessing uh the the response to it has been it turns out there's a lot of people out there that that can live without some of the other stuff and and so that's good for me Mm-hmm, absolutely, yeah. You give it people what they want, and yeah, like you said, it's good for you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, everybody wins on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been quite a. Uh, I, I'm Amazon exclusive, and of course, there's a, a lot of talk about going wide or staying Amazon and all that. And mm-hmm. but for a uh, for a self pub guy like me, and you know. Southwest Missouri, Amazon's been in a, uh, given me the ability to reach a lot of people that that otherwise I wouldn't be doing this. Even yeah, even if you go wide, I mean, I, I would imagine Amazon's still a big chunk of the business anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've got you know they're now that um, I Boston Homicide is on Prime Reading right now, which is their newest or one of their newest programs anyway. And I, are you familiar with it? No, no, I'm not. So they have the the Kindle Unlimited has been around for a while. That that mm-hmm. uh, pages read thing that they're doing. But Prime Reading essentially is they have roughly a thousand books that or magazines uh, that sort of thing that anybody that is an Amazon Prime member can read them for free. They rotate the titles in and out. So that they change, but there's a maximum of about a thousand books available. And Where's My Son was picked up on Prime reading well, about six months ago, and Boston is on it now. And uh, that's really been a blessing for us. It's exposed us to a really wide audience. Oh, wow. And did they let you know that they're picking it up, or is it just picked up? Yeah, there's a, um, they do, they send you an email, and it is a, it is a volunteer thing. You can say no, thank you if you want. They give you a flat fee. Anybody that's Prime can pick it up on their Prime device and read it. And so, but from a, obviously, with having four and about to have five other books in the series, plus the Jason series, anytime you can get so, uh, featured in any way, it's a real benefit. And uh, it's been a real blessing for us. So the Homicide series is doing well. Oh, yeah, I can check out Prime Reading. I'm a Prime member. I wasn't familiar with that program. I'm going to check it out. Oh, yeah. And and, and we've actually run into this, this for your listeners. We've run into a problem. I ran into it today. 
that if a lot of people have a prime membership and then, for instance, the spouse will be connected to it, but the prime reading, for whatever reason, only shows up on the devices that are primarily connected. The remote devices, the free book is not showing up. And so you have to go in through whoever, if your wife is the primary person, you have to go in and buy it free on the Prime, and then you can read it on your other devices. So oh, I don't know if that's cool. boring your readers to de- or your listeners, but um, I have had people run into that. But it's a good program. They've got some really, really good books that they're featuring in their Prime reading. So now, were you a fan of uh, mysteries and suspense as a reader before you started writing? Yeah, I, you know, um, as a young guy, I read a lot. And, um, of course, uh, Clancy, uh, Ludlum, uh, Pelham123 was one of my favorites. And so, uh, you know, that was the kind of book I read. It was the kind of thing that I was interested in. And so when I sat down to write something, even way back when, when I tried my first book in Florida, it was a kind of a spy book or a crime book. The the crime came around because my wife and I are avid watchers of of the crime shows. You know, the true crime or the real crime, whatever you call it. Yeah, I love and, those. <laughs> yeah, we love those. So uh, that fits into my interest, and then the writing just carries over from that. And uh, what's your writing process like? Do you like uh, do you outline a lot before you start to write, or? I am one of those that I guess it's kind of backwards. I don't know. I I need a plot before I need characters. Now, obviously, in a series, you've got your characters in place. But like the city murders, um, even before I pick the city, I'm looking for a plot line that interests me and I think I can develop. And then I will write that plot line. I'm 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 a big one for this happens and this happens and this happens and I have it all laid out before I start writing. And then I will go and and find the the characters, you know, seek out the characters in my head that I want for the for the storyline. Um but the really cool part, for me anyway, is that as I'm writing the scenes that I've predicted all the stuff that happens in between that I never had an idea was going to happen. And wow. that's, that's the fun stuff. You know, I'll, I'll come out of my office and after writing for a couple hours and I'll just be jabbering on about how this happened to my wife. And she's like, you know, <laughs> she just sort of puts up with it. But um, literally the, the things that occur when you're writing those are the ones that really excite me. Going nicely, yeah. So the, the best feeling there <laughs> there is when it comes to writing. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 kind of hokey, I guess, in a way. But when a mm. when a character says something and you go, "Oh, that's so cool! Yeah. I really like that," you know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, it's it's almost like it comes from a third party. Yeah, I like your style. I, I read the um, the preview of, uh, of the Miami homicide. Yeah, the uh, are you referring to the dates rather than chapters? Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, location and date. It, yeah, I was, I kind of got. I don't know where it came from, but it reminds me a little of Law and Order, where they move from 
you know, it's the morning and they find a murder and then in the afternoon they're at the coroner's office and then in the, you know, in the evening they're going through files in their office and the day progresses, the investigation progresses in a timeline. And so I thought, well, I'll, I'll, I'll try that instead of just chapter one, chapter two. It seems that, you know, it seems to have worked out. It seems people seem to like it anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, I like it. It's like I said, it's, it, I've never seen that before. Like, kind of nice thing about being independent, you know, where you can just kind of try things out and and people respond to it. And so, yeah, you don't want to write in chapter form, go for it. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. I, you know, I I hadn't really thought of that. I mean, from the standpoint, I suppose if I had been writing these for a a publisher, they might have been reluctant to, you know, that just doesn't look right at the top of the page type thing. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, you're right. When you, there's a lot you can do as an independent author that you can't do, you know, uh, when you're published. Now I've not, I've not been published, but I've seen what my son has gone through mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, they'll just, they'll write him and say, this is just not going to work. We can't do this. And it, and even though he may love the character, they'll say, no, this character's just got to go. And, and as an independent author, you can say, well, no, I like that character, and that character's Stan. So it does. It gives you freedom, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think the self-published still carries a certain – it's not as much as it used to. I don't know what you think, but there's still a a certain stigma to whether the quality is going to be there or not from Mm -hmm. a self-published author. I mean, to some extent, picking up a new book is still a crapshoot. And um, I understand that with readers. You know, they're like, uh, if they've had a bad experience, sometimes they don't want to try somebody new. But I think self-published people have come a long way in quality. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially the last, you know, four or five years. Yeah, I think in the, in the beginning, people, you know, they were just uploading first drafts, really, and you can't get away with that anymore. You won't right. last very long with the reviews. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Somebody might have read a, a self-published book, you know, five, six years ago, and they might have real bad uh, <laughs> memories of it compared to what it is now. Yeah, I think your, uh, your, your e-reader people are – uh, at this point now, they're, I, I don't know if it's 50%, but I, it's a lot of your selling books anymore are self-published. Mm-hmm. And uh, people have, I mean, we certainly have a following um, that that is, you know, gives us a, a good opportunity when we put a new book out. We have a, a certain following that are going to give it a try because they've been happy with the previous ones. And that's just, it's just so huge an advantage to have people that um, support you on a regular basis, clients or whatever, of course, not now, but um, your regular authors, they stick something out there and their name is on it. I mean, half the time the name is bigger than the title, isn't it, on the book? <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> yeah, and and so it's it's almost selling the name rather than the title because they have, you know, people see – the name on the top and they say, well, that's, it's probably going to be a decent read. And, and that's one of the advantages that um, a long time published author has. If they're putting out yeah. good stuff, right? It's all about yeah. putting out good stuff. 
Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a, that's a very good point. Yeah. We have to really tell the story, whereas a big name author just doesn't. Whatever, you know, they'll get they'll, they'll get a, a bunch of readers just based off the name. <laughs> yeah. 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 And do you see a lot of your readers like? Uh, are you like gonna trying to publish uh, on a certain schedule so you, you always have this stuff out or how, how, how often are you publishing? I uh, I I get. I have a schedule simply because it seems to work out that way. Right now, I'm putting out about four books a year. It takes me roughly – I like to take a little break in between books, and then I'll start up again. And by the time it gets through all the editing and gets put up, it's about three months, which I guess – I mean, I don't know, but I guess it's fairly fast. Uh, certainly by traditional terms, it's fast. Um, but I, I've been putting out the last couple of years about four books a year. And now they basically rotate back and forth between, um, the City Murder series and the Jason Strong series. And so there's a couple new in each series each year. And oh, so it works out to a schedule, but it's just sort of unfortunate enough that, that I'm devoted my time to it. I, I don't have another job. So I, it just, it's, it seems to flow pretty steady. And you work on only one at a time. You don't, you're not writing both in both worlds. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, you know, I never tried that and I'm, I'm reluctant to, I, I, it's amazing how much writing I do laying in bed and that sort of thing. And I'm afraid I'd start throwing facts and figures and ideas from one book into another if I tried to do more than one at a time. So uh, I have not done that. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but um, I'm not sure that I would succeed at doing more than one at a time. So is, it, is Jason Strong, where, uh, where is he located in what city? Uh, that came about from, uh, I mentioned I'd driven around Dallas. We went on a vacation to San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And so we, uh, we hit, we spent, uh, you know, a, enough time down there to get a feel for the city. And, and when I decided to write the book, uh, Where's My Son? I needed a place. And that was the most recent place I'd been. Um, I didn't really want to do it in my home state. So, we I picked San Antonio and and that's where it's been you know and and stayed and it's it's worked out you know it's worked out fine it's it's not as San Antonio is the vehicle um, or the is the location whereas in the city murder series the city themselves is part of the vehicle for the story mm -hmm. um, whereas uh, the the Jason Strong series is is it just happens to be in San Antonio now, you know, that sort of thing. No, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, but it does, it, it turns out in some of the books, the advantage uh, with the uh, uh, the Gulf Coast, I've, I've been able to go over there and, and near Houston, that sort of thing. And then I've had uh, interaction with the, the U.S.-Mexican border and that sort of thing. And so... From that standpoint, it's turned out to be varied enough that I could, you know, do the storylines I wanted to. So what's going to be your next uh, writing project? 
Uh, I'll do a Jason book. I've got the the basic plot in mind. Um, it'll. I, I'm not. I've got to go through editing and everything still on this mm-hmm. one. So um, this one I'm hoping to have out in a couple of weeks, and then I usually try and take ten days to two weeks, just sort of. I don't know if I'm just letting my mind clear from the previous book or what, but um, I usually take a little break in there and do some household chores and stuff, and then I'll go back and start on the new Jason book. And I just, right now, anyway, that's just kind of the way it rotates. And so hopefully I'll have a new Jason book out uh, late January, sometime February type thing. Uh, yeah, the, the, the schedule seems to be working really nicely for you, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, I'm fortunate in the, in that you know there's a lot of people that would love to be able to write full time, and then there's people mm-hmm. that I read the other day. Um, uh, there was a um, a lady author who does very well. Um, she writes eight to ten thousand words a day, and that's just mind boggling to me. I can't. I couldn't possibly do that and sit in a chair that long. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, but I do, I have a a basic word goal that I try to meet each day that I write. And um, uh, I'll write five or six days a week. So, but I don't mean to pretend it's a hard life because it has its stresses, but I'm very lucky to be doing it. And do you, what do you use to write? Do you use like Word or a, like a Scrivener software type program? I, I do, I use Word, um, mm-hmm. exclusively. I use OneNote for my planning and I use Word to write with and my editor has, you know, is happy with it and all that kind of stuff. And, and so it, it, it works out well for me. I've never used, I, I, I've read about some of the other products. I've never used any of them. I just really never really had a reason to change. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I've just stuck with Word. Uh, yeah. And it, it works good for me. Yeah, I was going to say, it's obviously working very well for you, so don't need to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I like, I use OneNote for my organization. And, and one of the things that I find really helpful with that is when you, when you do a series, Okay, so number 16 was the last Jason book. So in that time, characters have changed, characters have died. uh, And so it's really important to keep some sort of a record of, you know, what happened to who, when, you know, and, and how many kids somebody has and all that kind of stuff. And so it's really an organizing tool that I use a lot to do. And then every time you do a book, you have to update it, you know, because mm-hmm. one of the things I try to do is have the pe- the characters' lives, you know, have a timeline in the sense that they're getting older and their kids are getting older and, and that sort of thing. And so it you really have to sort of have some sort of tool to keep that. And uh, OneNote works good for me. And do you still find time to read? I, you know, the truth of the matter is I used to read all the time and um, I just and I know that uh, most authors and the big authors will tell you if you don't have time to read, you don't have time to write. 
but I, I, it just, I don't write as, I don't read as much as I used to. Um, I read to some extent, but, uh, the, you know, in all honesty, um, I, I find myself critiquing the reading or the writing that I'm reading and I don't lose myself in the story. And it's my own fault, uh, that I can't relax in that sense. Hopefully one day that'll go away. But I can read, uh, you know, I'll read a couple pages from the book and I'll be like, oh man, I wouldn't have said that that way or, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, I it's, yeah, it's not that I'm right. It's not that their work is not as good as mine. It's just that I can't turn that part of my brain off. And so, uh, it's kind of ruined it for me. So I spend my, I like to do crosswords and sudokus and stuff like that to sort of get away from the writing. Okay, John. Well, I'm not going to take up so much more of your time here. It's been uh, a, a lot of fun talking to you. Uh, for the readers, uh, listeners who want to find you, um, uh, obviously on Amazon, and you have a website, and I'll have links to that. But what's your website? Uh, it's uh, com. Okay. And uh, and I have a Facebook page and. Um, and of course, you can now. I will say that for those that are interested, um, if you sign up for my at my webpage for the mailing list, which I don't spam people, but nonetheless, you do get a free copy of Where's My Son um, if they want to read it. But oh, uh, that, yeah, so nice. um, be glad to have anybody try it out if they want to. Oh, okay. That's the, oh yeah. At your website right now, so that's the first uh, Jason Strong uh, novel. Great. Yeah. Yes. So that's uh, it. They're, they get a copy of it. They can read in their Kindle or on the phone, any kind of a Kindle reader. And I, I occasionally I have somebody that can't get one opened, and uh, they write me, and I send them a PDF. But I want to make sure people get it if they do. And then uh, I do giveaways of signed copies and stuff like that through my mailing list. So. But I know people don't like to get their inbox filled up with junk. Thanks uh, thanks so much, uh, John, for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It was very nice talking to you. Thanks, Alan. I appreciate it very much. You have a good day. Thank you for listening to this episode of Meet the Thriller Author. I'd like to ask you to please review and rate this uh, podcast over on iTunes. It really helps me get the word out. If you take a few seconds of your time to uh, do that, it would be much appreciated. You can also visit my website at thrillingreads.com forward slash podcast for show notes on this episode, as well as information about the uh, podcast in general. And you can also sign up for my mailing list there. You'll be getting uh, special offers from our guests as well as information uh, behind the scenes information on the podcast and uh, please do visit my author website at alanpeterson.com i appreciate your support and so until next episode i will talk to you then